When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. All right, this is the time of the week where I will make a statement and take a position on a particular issue or just raise a particular issue, uh, it might not be something I actually believe personally, but it just could be something I'm very passionate about or something that I think I might play devil's advocate on. But I'm going to take a position on something, and you will ring one three hundred seven three six seven three six on the Harcourts open line, uh, which is exactly that, open, your move, your Harcourts, and you will ring that number and tell me why you think I'm wrong. Come with your best facts, figures, uh, put some effort into it, and tell me why I'm wrong. The whole point of this is for you to ring in and tell me that I'm wrong and why I'm wrong. And I'm going to start with this. I'm going to preface this by saying I am a big supporter of the expansion teams. I want nothing more than I would be happy if the Giants and the Suns won the next umpteen premierships just to really solidify their position in those non-traditional footy markets. I want them to win. I want them to succeed. I want them to have big crowds, big games, big moments, big players, big names, you you get the point. In saying that, I don't think Alistair Clarkson should take either the Giants' job or the Suns' job. So that's my point tonight. Alistair Clarkson should decline both the Giants' job and the Suns' job. And again, I want nothing more for them but to be successful. I think this could end up being a poison chalice. I think this could end up being a resume ruiner a legacy loser. Second clubs are always pretty tough to go to. There's been some coaches in the past that have had great success at their second club. Barassi got two flags at North. Malthouse got two flags at West Coast. Um, Matthews got three flags at Brisbane and Parkin got three flags at Carlton. And they'd coached premierships at clubs before. Uh, well, Malthouse hadn't. He coached a premiership after that at Collingwood. But you get the gist. So I know it's doable. But this is a very, very tough proposition. I feel like there's a bit of white knight syndrome happening here, that the expectation would be that Clarko rides in and all the problems of the past are just evaporate and eviscerate because Clarko rides in on a, on a steed and says, leave it to me, I'll take, it to, take us to the promised land. And he may very well. But I feel like it's a, an enormous amount of pressure on him and it's a premiership or bust situation and it might just be a sugar hit that creates unrealistic expectations when you look back at the track record and the teething issues that that both clubs, mainly the Suns, have had since they've come in to the competition. So you can't ride into town and in one fell swoop fix 10 years of either disappointment on the Gold Coast or almost there and also runs and almost there at the Giants. So when you get up there, you're dealing with two situations, whether it be the Giants or the Suns, where you cannot attract free agents at the moment. That's not a crack. 
because again, I love the expansion teams, but you can't attract free agents. Clarko, after the early draft years, that's what the Hawthorne Premiership teams were capped off with. Really astute and shrewd free agency or mature age recruits. Clarko wasn't really involved in the Buddy Ruffy, Jordan Lewis draft that they got in 04, and then they got a couple of really, really good players in drafts after that, whether it be Birchall a couple of years later, whether it be Sir Rioli a couple of years later. But by and large, that team was of players that were already there. And then they got a few other good draft picks and then they capped it off with those really astute proven players from other clubs, which Clarko got the best out of. You won't be able to do that at the moment up there. Maybe he'll bring them because the name will say, well, geez, you go get to play for Clarko. But I get the feeling that that that's you might get one or two, but you're not going to get all you need. So both teams currently have a ton of young, good midfielders, right? They are stacked at midfield. They have a ton of them and they're really talented, but they're very light on in the bookends. Even the Suns with Ben King, who by the way is out for this whole year, has only has a two year contract extension next year. He's coming off a knee. So how much do you expect? And then he's done at the end of 2024 and who knows if he's going to stay. So they're light on in the bookends. Look at Clarko's premiership teams. The, the, the criticism of Hawthorne in those years was that they were actually light on in the middle and were stacked in defense and stacked up forward. So that doesn't really suit the DNA of what a Clarko team has been. These lists have had a ton of talent since day one, but no one apart from Leon Cameron in a couple of the years has been able to really maximize on it. They've got prelims and they've got a grand final appearance. But that list is still as talented as all get out, yet even he, who's a brilliant coach, still can't quite unlock it and can't quite get the mix right. List management has been an issue. You're going to inherit some contracts that you probably don't want at both clubs. So the Suns have been desperate to keep young players that they've drafted, so they've had to overpay them. They've had to give them games when they haven't really earned them. And they're finding that the development of a lot of those players has stalled. And that's not their fault. That's not a criticism. That's just a reality. And at the Giants, well, they've had to do something similar. And that's not a criticism. They've had to keep players on their list by paying them a lot for a long time to lock them in and to keep them in. It doesn't give you a whole lot a whole lot of room to move because even if you wanted to trade some of those players, someone's going to have to pick up those big contracts. So how long is it legitimately going to take you to get them back into a premiership force? These are small markets as well. And Clarko was a defence-first coach. Even though Hawthorne had to be a top four scoring side to win premierships, they knew, but he was defense first and he was a skills first coach. Now the Giants are fifth for disposal efficiency this year, but they're third most for handball. So that's, that weights that stat in your favor if you're handballing a lot more than you kick. Inside 50 efficiency, they're 11th and 15th. When it comes to scoring, the Suns are 18th in the competition. Well, the Suns, sorry, 18th in the competition for, and in defense, so the scoring, they're 14th and 16th. And in defense, they're 10th and 9th. So they don't have that top four defense, top four offense that you're going to want to make. Now, how long is it going to take him to get them there is the other question as well. You need to be an offensive and defensive proposition, but they're a long way off either of those things at the moment, these two teams. And what if he fails? What does that mean for the Clarkson legacy? And what does that mean for them trying to attract coaches 
after that. Well, if he can't do it, then what bloody hope have I got? Do you make a rod for your own back by bringing in arguably the greatest coach of the modern era? I don't think Clarko should take either of these two jobs right now, given where they're at and the current situations that they're in. And I say that as someone who wants nothing more than the expansion teams to succeed. I would almost tell Clarko to wait for Tassie if it wasn't coming in in 2028. I would almost say, wait. If it was 2026, I'd say, hey, take three years. Go back over and spend more time with Steve Kerr. Go and spend time with Ange Postacoglu. We're, we're seeing situations with coaches now, their biggest challenge is being able to get through and relate to uh, a younger and younger playing list and how to get the most out of them. Ange Postacoglu is doing that. But add to that the cultural differences, the difference is in a different country, multiple languages, you name it, he's got to contend with it far and away above, far and above what any any of our coaches have to deal with, and he's just won the title with Celtic today. Imagine what you could learn about player management from a guy that's not only got to deal with the age difference or the uh, the generational difference, but language barrier difference, um, being away from home, like being in a, not just away from home in a different state, but being in a different country for some of these young kids. That's a tremendous learning experience. Going to the media for a couple of years. Look at how some of the, the best and brightest have gone into the media, then gone back into clubland with a different view, a different perspective on how the game is played and where the trends of the game are going. I would say wait. So what do you do if you're these clubs? Giants, these two clubs could do anything that they wanted to and maybe try and break the mould. Don't try to latch on to someone else's legend. Create your own. Don't just say he's our saviour because look what he's done. Get someone to make your history with you. Go and appoint the first two co-coaches. I mean, look at Mark McVeigh, right, has done an incredible coaching apprenticeship. He's going to guide the Giants through the rest of the year. James Hurd is there, and a lot of people won't like this. Why not make him and James Hurd co-coaches? People have said it might not be right because James Hurd hasn't done enough of an apprentice uh, apprenticeship and it, he didn't do it initially, and now has he done it since? So have co-coaches, but the man management and the, the, the leadership qualities that James Hurd's apparently bringing out at the Giants with what Mark McVeigh can do the macro, James Hurd can do the micro, be the first team to appoint co-coaches. And if you're the Suns, maybe stick to the plan. Maybe stick with Stuart Jew and let him see this thing through. Because who else is out there? Because the other thing about these, these teams is, if you bring a defence-first coach to them, yes, wins get bums on seats, but in the meantime, goals, high scores get bums on seats, and that's the other proposition that you need to think about when you're in an expansion market. You've got to entice people to the ground. If your game plan isn't one of the most attractive to the eye, then it's tough to do that in the non-traditional markets. So that, And if you're the Suns, why not go and knock on Leon Cameron's door? He knows exactly what you're dealing with. He's just done it for nine years at the Giants. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.